Well, another week, another episode. Here we go. We're having a discussion today about the book of Esther or the person of Esther. And back in again. Here we go. Pastor Pat. Pastor P. Pastor P. Yeah. How's your summer going? You know, it is going by so fast, but it has been one of the best summers from the standpoint of of, uh, family and spending some time with them and... uh, we're staining our deck, man. How much more fun is that? That doesn't sound fun at all. Yeah, it's not. I mean, if you really enjoy that, then sure. No, but it's <laughs> worth it when it's done. So uh, so doing that, uh, that's been our COVID um, uh, exercise. Project. Yeah, yeah, project. The so. ends justify the, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Uh, all right. So today, another long story short. Long story uh, short. Follow-up episode here. So talking about Esther as I said uh give us some background real quick I mean like you know less than a paragraph who is Esther what's her story here's a young lady that was probably 18 20 years of age foisted into the world stage literally Hmm. by um King Ahasuerus or you might better know him as King Xerxes of Hmm. the Medes and Persians and um is put into a position to save the Jewish nation by being at the right place at the right time, orchestrated by God. Well, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's uh, yeah. The Book of Esther is a pretty intense one. Uh, yeah. What's fascinating happens. is in ten chapters, God's not mentioned one time, hmm. and yet God is all over. His hand is all over the story and the protecting of of mm-hmm. His people. Um, there was a guy named Haman that was wanting to stamp out all of the Jews, genocide, um, ethnocide. And, and what does he do? I mean, if he could have done that, that would have stopped the lineage of the Messiah. And God wouldn't yeah. want to let that happen. That's a great point. I never even thought about that. I've heard this story quite a few times. And, yeah, I never even thought about the fact that, that all that was at risk, eh? And that Everything was on the table at mm-hmm. risk. Wow. Um, and uh, you, you talk about how satanic forces were, were trying to, hmm. um, in the time continuum, were trying mm-hmm. to stop the, uh, the idea of the Messiah being born before, you know, about you know, thousands mm-hmm. of years before the Messiah would have been born. Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. So Esther is an everyday girl. Every day. Just finding herself in the midst of some big key players, some world events, and uh, as you said, and it's really kind of crazy how far the story goes. And this is actually, correct me if I'm wrong here, but this is where we get the Jewish people today have the celebration of Purim. Mm-hmm, that's right. It comes from this story, right? The it, saving of the Jews. It comes from the saving of the Jews and uh, Esther's uh, asking them to fast for three days before she'd go in and plead for the mm-hmm. Jews' lives uh, with her husband. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of history here. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so what's maybe, what's one thing that we can we can chat about today off of this that we can take for our everyday life here? Here's a, here's a girl who, by today's standards, um, she, would, uh, she would not have been educated, mm-hmm. maybe taught at home if Mordecai was able to do that, yeah. um, but was uneducated and was put onto the world stage uh, not something she asked for or was looking for, mm-hmm. but God 
used her in in this powerful way to do uh, to do just that to be able to save her people mm. and in fact she was hesitant at first yeah Mordecai says hey you got to go in and see your husband the king mm-hmm. and she knew the law the law was you can't go in uninvited and so she tried to get out of it and then mm-hmm. Mordecai says, okay, let me put, let me explain this to you. <laughs> let, let me put this in words you can understand. <laughs> if you don't save them, God will use somebody else. But you and your family will probably perish. Don't think because you're the queen you're going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Mordecai says, you know, maybe, just maybe, Esther, take the long look here, that maybe uh, you're here for such a time as this. Hmm. Boom. You know. Wow. Whoop, there it is, you know. Yeah. And she she stood right up and said, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Get people to fast and pray. And and then she says that this is, this is a girl who is probably 18 or 20 years of age. Here's what she says. Hmm. Okay, I'm going in. And if I die, I die. Hmm. Uh, you don't hear that kind of talk today, do you? Oh, no, that's for sure. I mean, this story is already making me think about, I don't know if you've had this, but in my life, there are many times when I, all of a sudden I look and I go, how did I find myself in this situation? Yep. How did this develop? Uh, I mean, I made this choice and this choice or this thing happened. And now all of a sudden I'm in a place and I'm going, I really don't want to be in this situation. Um, And even sometimes I think ahead and I think, okay, is this going to end up where I'm in a situation that I don't like? Mm -hmm. Uh, But this story's weird because they kind of really lean into this situation. They they lean into this danger and they realize that Esther probably humanly is the only way that's going to prevent this Haman mm-hmm. guy from who by the way paid Xerxes 15 million dollars in today's money to have exclusive rights to stamp out the Jews. That's his wow. hatred. And so she's up against a very powerful guy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say even satanic in nature. Mm-hmm. And so she's up against these spiritual forces, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's this reluctant servant. And she had to make a decision to act or not to act. And, and frankly, uh, she had to accept that, mm. that this need was not going to go away on its own. Yeah. Well, it's such a powerful message, too, for, I mean, uh, for all the ladies listening mm-hmm. today, if you ever feel like you're, you know, you're maybe don't have a strong voice or something like that. But this is a story, obviously, that is like a one to one relatable kind of situation. Very where, much so. Where, you know, you God can use you wherever you're at to give you a voice or to give you the ability to speak up. At the same time, it makes me think I work with young people and I think about she's probably young. Right. And so. Mm-hmm how many times God uses people like that too. It's always the people that you least expect God is using them in powerful ways. And and in this case too, yeah, probably even to the extent of fighting this evil entity, probably something in the background that we don't even, we aren't even aware of. I think of Daniel who's living in Babylon Mm -hmm. where he's praying and it says, you know, the the angel comes and says the Prince of Persia withheld me or whatever, right? There was a spiritual element that was going on to the Jews while they were in exile, right? And so that's pretty neat too. Uh, maybe we could just chat too real quick about the, the fasting and praying part. I feel like I neglect that if I'm honest in my life more than I should, uh, especially 
maybe in this day and age where we are finding ourselves, you know, quarantine might be ending soon or all these kinds of things. And fasting and praying is, as a pastor for the past 10 years, I would say that I feel like that has gone, uh, you know, off the road for a lot of Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about that. You know, fasting and praying is something that uh, the early church practiced, um, and I think the Western world has kind of gotten away from that. Fasting and prayer is still very much a part of Far Eastern, Middle East uh, believers. They mm-hmm. practice it, believe in it, and I think I think the Western world has uh, not. I don't think we're really in touch with our spiritual side like mm. like uh, other other places in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think we've gotten away from this idea of fasting and prayer. Mm -hmm. And uh, we miss out on the strength that comes from it. Jesus Mm kind of shows that to us when he was in the wilderness for 40 days, you know. And um, so fasting doesn't have to be food either. I I think fasting is is, uh, putting aside something that really means a lot to us. <laughs> In my case, that'd be food. So <laughs> I, I think that for others, it may be um, it may be time away from TV or time away from uh, Facebook or mm-hmm. you know, fasting is dedicating time to focus on yeah. God. Yeah. And and so um, being able to to pray about things that are huge on our plate. You know, mm, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff coming up this fall that I'm sure people need wisdom about. You yeah, know? no, I agree. I mean, I even think about the kids going back to school right. and what's the best direction for you know. Yeah. If I had kids in school at this time, I'd be thinking, what you know, God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Or even just asking the question uh, as of late, what God, what do you want for me in this season? I mean, everything yeah. seems different, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I find that with fasting as well, there's an element of it sharpens my mind. It forces me not to give in to what's easy, mm-hmm. but forces me to be intentional with take with exercise in a sense, uh, mental exercise. Yeah, the clarity that comes uh, with it. Yeah, while I'm, you know, for lack of a better way of saying it, starving my body, I am focusing my mind to be intentional to do something, not yeah. giving in to my desires naturally, right. my natural desires that way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting that she does this in the book of Esther she is intentional and and she asked many people to come alongside of her too which I think is such a beautiful yes beautiful image and and the reality of what we should be as a community in Christ right yes coming alongside each other and she doesn't do it in a sense where Jesus talks about the hypocrites you know they power out loud and everything but it's a it's a communal response to a threat or there's something going on and Mm -hmm. everyone's coming around side saying we're going to fast we're going to pray together we're going to be united in that so I think that's a, a really lot of community there, wouldn't there? So much, yeah. so much. I mean, they're talking about their, you know, life, their existence. Uh, it wasn't really a joke to them. And I mean, we could probably argue that that's the same thing for ourselves if we realized what was at, at stake more often than not. Yeah, but the cool thing is, she goes in to see the king, and um, he looks up and sees her, and and extends his scepter, mm. and uh, is very kind to her. Um, I got to believe that the prayer and fasting had something to do with his reaction. Mm-hmm. You know? I agree. And I agree. Uh, uh, Proverbs is it that says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the heart, the king that you're worried about might be your boss or it might be yeah. a neighbor or it might be a spouse. 
family or it might member. be a parent, yeah. you know. So spending time like she did in preparation, um, the heart of the king or the heart of the parent or the heart mm. of the boss is in the hand of the Lord. Yeah. You know, well, I, I believe that's for somebody today. Yeah. It's so encouraging, too, if we've been, you know, spending time praying for family. Yep. Or anyone to you know come to know Jesus even is this idea of your prayers aren't wasted. They're not wasted. Um, you know, yeah. if even if we spend an entire lifetime praying yep. and we don't see it maybe physically manifested what we're praying for, yeah. it's still not wasted time. Uh, I think it's really good for our minds too to train well, them. Well, this is good stuff today. I I think this is a great principle to look at, and mm. I just I appreciate Esther, and um, I, I wish I knew how life ended up for her. Yeah. I, I hope it was good. I have to believe it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what a time she swung for the fences and, ste- you know, stepped up to the plate and swung yeah. for the fences yeah. at a very integral time. And I just think somebody today is needing this because God is wanting to use them in a powerful way. Oh, I agree. Uh, this makes me think of the passage in Acts. It's Acts uh, 4.13. It says, mm-hmm. when they saw the courage of uh, Peter and John and realized they were unschooled ordinary men mm-hmm. they were astonished and they took note that these men have been with Jesus oh man I mean with God anything is possible right yeah and uh, willing hearts of making ourselves available God can multiply what we need mm-hmm. so and we yeah. see that in Esther oh for sure good stuff for sure yeah well we hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episode if you have comments questions thoughts anything shoot me an email at nolan at waynefleetbic.com. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to continue the conversation or maybe even bring up some questions you have on the show sometime. That'd be great. Yeah. We're going to continue to pray for you this week, though, as you live out your everyday context and you try to follow Jesus and just look for opportunities that he can uh, use you or even opportunities to maybe fast and pray this week as you seek the Lord and what his will is in your life. I pray God's richest blessing on you.